Agents Podcast. Welcome to the Lab Code Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Lab Code Agents Marketing Center. The LCA Marketing Center is designed specifically for the real estate world. It's a design center for marketing that has templates created so you can just plug and play. From flyers, postcards, buyer presentations to open house signs and Instagram posts. Check it out for free for seven days at lcamarketingcenter.com. In this week's episode of the Lab Code Agents podcast, we talk to Steve Haru, a nationally renowned speaker and authority on sales success, performance, and development. Steve coaches talent across multiple business segments and has a unique approach to creating six-figure sales results. Let's tune in to hear Steve's approach to generating sales with integrity and creating a balanced life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lab Coat Agents Podcast. And today, I'm very excited about this guest. I've gotten to know this gentleman where we met actually at LCA Live in person. We had met uh, on the social media waves prior to that. But I think he's going to bring a ton of value today to all of you guys because you know, he is somebody who brings a training, not coaching, training to the people that he works with uh, to make you a better salesperson. And I'm talking about Steve Haru with Victory Selling. Steve is a professional sales trainer. I mentioned that. He is a keynote speaker and he's a leading authority in providing cutting edge strategies on selling in today's marketplace. Did I do that good enough, Steve? Was that, was that good? good enough? I mean, you could put in there Boston sports fan, but then everyone else that's not from there will turn off the podcast. So <laughs> we'll leave that out. But congrats on the Stanley Cup. So. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? We finally got our day and uh, we're going to take it and we're going to relish it. And uh, a baseball town has been made a hockey town in St. Louis. So thank you for mentioning yeah. that. You got it, man. So, brother, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, let's start with this because, you know, you're not like a, a, a this dynamic real estate guy that people are used to. You're kind of, I would say you're newish to the real estate industry uh, through Lab Coats. So, tell them, tell the audience about who you are and your upbringing in business in general, and then let's, let's go down that rabbit hole. Sure, man. I appreciate you having me, and uh, thank you all for listening. It's funny. You, I was literally the last dude you would ever think would be teaching sales to people. I mean, from second grade through probably freshman year of college, I did not say one word. I mean, nothing. Head down in homeroom, no dances, no dates, no prom, none of that stuff. Um, deathly afraid of people. And the only thing I was good at was sports. I mean, that's it because I could just be by myself, shoot threes all day and, you know, nobody would bother me. Um, and so that's kind of odd that now I'm in front of thousands of people all the time and have no problem speaking to crowds. But when it was time to give my book report, it was like instant sore throat and mom, I'm not going to school. And, uh, it all changed like freshman year of college. I was kind of running out of money. My parents, you know, thank God for them paying my uh, $60,000 a year tuition at Bentley college in Boston, private school, business school. Um, I wanted to contribute and start making some money. And also so I could afford to uh, buy beer and pizza. And so uh, I found this little flyer on my desk that said $10 an appointment, uh, part-time work, and then a phone number. And that was it. And so I needed a job. I called the number and I said, hey, what's this part-time job? They said, "Uh, it's customer service and sales. And I'm like, "Uh, do I have to talk to people or 
because uh, you're like a desk job or something. And they go, oh, that's not really the job. I said, well, what, what would I be selling? They said, uh, why don't you come in and we'll tell you. So for some reason, I went into the interview and I got hired and they gave me this offer letter and it looked really great. And I found out later they hire anybody that has a pulse. So I went home and told my parents I got the job and uh, my dad, my mom said, that's great, Stevie. What are you going to be doing? I said, uh, I'm going to be selling knives. And uh, <laughs> dead silence, of course. You all know about Cutco, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, my dad goes, okay, Stevie, you're not doing that. I said, why not? He said, okay, one, you don't talk. Two, nobody's going to buy your knives. And three, I'm not giving you the money for the knife kit. <laughs> so uh, I said, uh, all right. Uh, hey, mom, can I have 150 bucks? <laughs> so, of course, mom gives you the money. And uh, get started, and they give you those of you guys that have sold Cutco. They give you this awful script. I mean, this thing is just full of sales speak and garbage and stuff. The worst sales, the proverbial used car salesman crap. And I never sold anything, but I knew I wasn't going to say that crap. So um, I just tried something completely novel in selling, um, which is called telling the truth. And uh, I told people that Cutco knives were really expensive. And by the way, one knife was like 70 bucks, right? At the time, it's like worth more than my life. So it's really expensive, but they were really good. And I'd go to the store and get food. And that was my demo. I mean, we would literally cut stuff up. I didn't do their stupid clothes and script and all that garbage. And uh, I ended up the number one rep over the winter break in all of New England. I made 1600 bucks in like three weeks, which might as well have been 1.6 million to a broke 18 year old kid. And I went home, told my parents, I said, uh, Hey mom, dad, you were right. It didn't work. And uh, my dad said, I told you it wouldn't work. And I said, uh, yeah, I'm just kidding. Dad, here's my check. Choke on it. <laughs> but, uh, I'm just kidding. If I just said that to him, he would have kicked the shit out of me. But uh, so we can only say it in the story, but I did show it to him. And he was like, are you kidding me? He goes, uh, and pardon my French guys. We're from Boston. He goes, let me see these effing knives. And so I went, got the knife, he cut with it, used another holy word, and he goes, uh, maybe we'll buy some of these effing things. These are pretty good. Um, so that's what I knew. Like if my dad would buy something for me, that I could be okay at sales. And so I, I stayed with them through college. Um, I actually quit my junior year because I didn't want to have a job anymore. I just wanted to screw off and be a college kid. And so my first semester senior year, I ran out of money again and uh, got a job at the cafeteria. And those of you guys who know, or if you've worked in food service, I mean, it's the worst job in the world, especially when you're the one has to put the food out, clean up the stations, and your idiot friends are coming out there, spilling the food on purpose, so you have to do more work. I got my first check for two weeks of work. It was like $86. And I'm like, screw this. I'm going back to selling knives. And so uh, my senior year in college, I ended up the number one uh, rep in the country with Cutco um, from having not done it in a year. So that was kind of my start. And I stayed with them running sales teams for a few years after. Kind of got burnt out again, as many of you guys know. When, when you find out the way certain things are run in companies that doesn't agree with you, you got to bolt. It doesn't matter about the money. It doesn't match with your integrity. You got to go. So I left, found a, another great career um, with the duck on TV. I'll probably know Affleck. You've seen that before a million times. And so 
I was with Aflac for 14 years, was <clears throat> honored, blessed, whatever you want to call it, to, to make it to number one in the country with Aflac as well. And so I was there for 14 years. Again, uh, enjoyed my time there, but really found a couple years ago my passion was, was teaching and training and helping other people be successful. And so that's when I launched Victory Selling. So that's your, your five-minute five walkthrough of how I got started. Long story short. So I got to ask a couple questions. So first of all, you brought up something interesting, which um, I don't. Ho- I hope nobody cruci- crucifies me for this, but uh, the real estate industry and is is very similar in the sense that you know, as a real estate agent or or a mortgage professional or probably a, an insurance agent, if you walk in uh, and ask for an interview, you probably got the job, right? They're going to hire anybody and everybody because they're oh, willing yeah, they to go take like a chance. They go like this. Yep. Yep. He's got a pulse. Exactly. And can you pass the test and get yep. your license? Yeah. So there's some, there's some correlation there, but let me ask you this. So when you were selling Cutco, yeah. uh, which we're all very familiar with because we've all been pitched Cutco. If you're in the real estate industry and you haven't been pitched Cutco, um, you might want to check your dude, The you coolest wanna... part. Yeah, dude, the coolest part about Cutco, it, Eric, the guy I told you about that I'm going to introduce you to Eric Gilman. Um, he's the kid that I just kind of met at a San Diego association of realtors expo. We were both hosting booths. I saw Cutco. I just started talking to him. We struck up a friendship. I mean, he's like the second top guy in closing gifts, like in the country for Cutco. And uh, just a really great kid, dynamic young guy that um, I really enjoy spending time with. We're now really close friends. And so just funny how the world works and and it all is circular. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I was going to ask you though. So when you came up with a strategy on how to differentiate yourself, is that's what I heard. And and that's the same thing that every real estate agent is doing. That's why they're listening to this podcast because they're trying to find something uh, that they can take tangible back into their business. Yes, I got to ask, I got to ask you on Cutco. So you, you went and bought food. Yeah. Uh, what, were you going door to door and like wow. standing there or were you wow. in a business? How are you, what were you doing? It's another thing too of kind of a founding principle of how I built both my careers in sales was through recommendations and introductions. Most people call them referrals, but we never ever want to say referral right in the field. That's something we could say when we're teaching, but we always want to say recommendations and introductions. Nobody wants to give a freaking referral, but they certainly would be happy to give their opinion, which is a recommendation. So I come from a very small family. I'm one of one. Didn't have very many cousins. So I realized that I was going to run out of clients pretty damn soon if I didn't learn how to get referrals at an early age. And that's what happens to the majority of people in the real estate industry. I mean, there's a reason 85 plus percent, right, are out of real estate in a couple of years because they run out of people they know and they never mastered getting referrals. So they're done. So I just realized I better learn how to get these early. And so it's funny. One of the things I did was I loved the vegetable peeler. I mean, it's single-handedly the best item in my kitchen. And by the way, Eric Gilman, because I knew you're going to watch this, I lost the one you gave me. So I need another one. But uh, I knew that everybody wanted that damn peeler. And so what I would do is they'd want to buy the set of knives for eight or 900 bucks. And I'd say, hey, instead of saying, hey, buy the set and I'll give you the peeler, I saved the peeler for when they gave me 20 referrals. So I had a lined notebook that I put one through 20. And then I would ask them, because again, I know they loved the peeler. I'd say, you know, whatever, Mrs. Jones, 
obviously you thought Cutco was a great investment. You love the knives, blah, blah, blah. Um, I run my business through personal introductions and recommendations. And if you wouldn't mind jotting down a hundred or so, I'm happy to give you the peeler. If you want to just grab your address book, that's cool. <laughs> and um, by the way, old school, I'm so old, but there were these things, guys, called address books. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but it was a piece of paper with a pen. You have to write it. So again, saying 100, they'd kind of look at me funny. And then I'd say, all right, 20 is good, right? If you come up with 20, I'm good. Get the address book, boom, 20 names. Um, some people wrote down 30, some wrote down 50, all for a $20 vegetable peel. And so that's what I did. Well played. I like it. Okay, so let's fast forward. You uh, will get away from Cutco because we, we're all annoyed by Cutco. Uh, so that's all we're going to give it. And, yeah. and no disrespect. To, <laughs> no disrespect because you, you're a great example of, of the success. And I've got a guy in my market actually too who crushes it, by the way. And he's a good dude. Uh, nice. But let's let's uh, let's fast forward. So Affleck, you know, you. Yeah. This is the question that I always have for anybody in any field, whether it's real estate or mortgage or whatever it is. And in this case, uh, you were selling uh, insurance, but you're crushing it in your field, right? You're you're the top one percent. Uh, you're already making a ton of money. Why the hell do you leave to go become a trainer? I, I don't. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Why does somebody yeah. do that? Well, the first thing is once I realized that money doesn't mean shit, my whole life changed. You know, a lot of people, especially in sales, are driven by money. And I'm telling you guys, if your ultimate goal is just to have money, you're never going to be happy. Never. You can never make enough. And so it took me a while to really understand that my happiness should be what drives me into what I'm doing every day. And so when I would teach and train on Aflac, whether it was my team or whether it was uh, employees, I was sharing what Aflac did. I always loved that aspect of teaching and educating people and really dispelling a lot of the myths that people thought. It's very similar in the sales game. In Aflac, the actual insurance, people have no clue what it is. They think it's car insurance, life insurance, health insurance, whatever the hell it is. No, nobody knows that it's cancer insurance that it's accident insurance, right? These are the things that people don't get. So I really took a lot of pride into sharing the truth about what Aflac did and, and what it could do to help families. And it's the same thing with sales training. There are so many myths out there in sales training that keep being perpetuated, right? By all the coaching factories and all the big names, it's the same old shit over and over again, just repackaged. And so I just figured, hey, listen, it's time to teach people how to sell the right way. And that really was the motivating factor of me leaving Aflac. And they, again, were kind of shocked. Hey, this guy's on the top of the world right now. Why is he leaving? But I wasn't really happy. And so for many of you guys watching this, can, no amount of money is going to make you happy. I'm sorry. It's just not. Can you buy more stuff? I, I guess. But one of the best days of my life was when I sold all my shit, got rid of the Mercedes, all that crap, moved down here to Costa Rica where I am now, and just realized that helping people was my passion. If you really love what you do every day, you're going to find a way to generate income from it. So 
hopefully that helps. I love it. And then you said two things there that I want to do. I want to hit on. And one we'll get to later, which was find a way to sell stuff, right? You, you, you took supplemental insurance, which is the way it would be described in the commercials Basically. and said, it's cancer insurance, it's accident insurance. So you make it relatable, which probably was like that light bulb moment for your customers. And they're like, or stories like your last lesson. Yeah. Right. Stories, right. Everything was stories. Um, had so many stories and examples of people getting sick and hurt and their kids and major accidents and burns and all these kind of things that didn't have it. So I, I would share with people, God, what if something like that, God forbid, happens? Life changes like that. And most people are not prepared. Yeah. And so I really took a lot of pride in helping people understand what it was. And then when they would get really sick or really hurt or something would happen with their kids and we paid them a ton of money. I mean, that was the best feeling in the world to know that I helped just explain it to them. They bought from me. I didn't sell Aflac to them. And that's what most people don't understand about sales is you have to put people in a position to want to buy from you. You don't need to be selling to them. And that will get off on a whole nother tangent about closing and always be closing and all this bullshit that doesn't really work today. But that's really why I wanted to get, you know, into something like this to really show people, wow, there's a different way to be successful in sales where people will actually ask you how to move forward and you can make really good money, by the way. Um, so that's kind of been my philosophy since I started. I love it, Pam. I love it. So before we, before we, because I do want to segue this conversation and this topic into real estate. Let's make it relatable. Obviously, this is a real estate podcast. But before we do that, before we do that, um, if you're not watching this, if you're only listening to this, you can't see that he's actually standing in his like living room right now, which is open air uh, overlooking like, I don't know, probably 10, 20 miles from the ocean. He's up on a mountaintop-ish hillside and uh, he's living his best life. I think the monkeys um, are starting, by the way. So if you guys can hear monkeys, they're actual monkeys in the background. So yes, if you don't follow, and the reason I said that was if you don't follow Steve and you don't listen to what he just said, which is very relatable for real estate. A lot of people get into real estate because they can control their schedule and you can make as much money as you want to make and all those things like you're doing now. And, um, you know, you went, you started with making a shit ton of money then. Now you are just saying, look, I don't need all this stuff. But I would argue you have a pretty damn good life uh, living in the house that you live in with the pool and with the views and with the climate and all of that stuff. Awesome. Um, it's, it's pretty freaking awesome. And we're friends on Facebook. So I watch your posts and I watch monkeys crawling on your furniture, outdoor furniture. And um, I think that's that a little punk though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so oh, before we get into the real estate stuff, you have a punk monkey who yep. gets into your deck. Yeah, he was hitting my TV the other day. Yeah. <laughs> He's hitting your TV. Why is he yeah, hitting his butt? It. Yeah, twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. wants you to pay more attention to him than the so. television. That is great, man. I've never is... even turned the TV on. It's just there, right? It, like I feel like if I'm if I feel like I have real problems if I hook up a TV, I'm watching freaking TV from my deck that overlooks this amazing jungle and ocean. Like I'll have I have real problems, right? If I'm watching freaking TV. So I haven't even plugged it in. So yeah, it was just funny that little bastard did that. But, that uh, is too funny. That is too funny. So th if that's not enough reason right there just to follow him, just to see the daily personal posts about the uh, various uh, wildlife that uh, inhabits his uh, his home, it's it's worth it right there. But 
let's uh, let's 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 get let's get tactical now. Enough yeah. enough um, personal stuff, which is really cool, by the way. I love that story. Yeah, let's talk about what you talk about, which you know, you one of your lines here in your bio is, you know, if you're looking for the same old regurgitated and slimy sales training dri- drivel uh, yeah. that's been taught for decades, you're not their guy. No. Um, so let's talk about that. What what does that mean, and 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 how how does that relate to what you do? And the best thing I could probably answer that with is I'm definitely not for everybody. And it's the same thing with, with all of y'all's clients, your partners, your friends. I mean, food, right? We can't be all things to all people. And it took me a, a while to realize that is that I just want to work with the people I, I want to work with that like me and like my style and like my integrity and honesty. And so Again, there are trainers that are not like me, but have great information. I don't have any problem with that. The, the problem I see is the same old people, the same old names, and, and I don't even mean to say old, old in terms of age, but that have, that have been in the industry for a long time or even outside the industry that keep selling the same stuff with a different name. It's a different topic, but it's all the same from 30 years ago. And Consumers have changed. Buyers have changed. Technology has changed. So much has changed. The way that people buy is different today than even it was five years ago, not 20 years ago, five years ago. And some people even argue two years ago, people were buying differently. So what really matters, guys, is there's a difference between selling and marketing. And I see this mistake made in real estate so much, the entire industry, so many people. And by the way, y'all are salespeople. You know that, right? You are in sales. So I see so many people spending all this money on leads. I mean, tons and tons of dough on leads. And they have no idea how to convert the leads. I mean, it is literally like pouring water into a bucket with holes in it. And you just keep filling the bucket up and wondering why it won't stay full. You've got to learn how to sell, but you got to learn how to sell with integrity, with honesty, with humility. You have to be an expert in your market or field. You can't just use techniques and lines and scripts and all that other manipulation bullshit that people sell. You have to be real, but you have to be intelligent about how you sell and you have to be personal. And so that's where I see a big difference between what I teach and then what all these other folks are, are still teaching. So we, we won't name any names, obviously, but I think people kind of know what you're talking about because I say the same thing because in, in our business, you know, we're it's always trying to f- provide content that's maybe that their broker is not providing. I want to bring value. I want them, I want to attract them. 100%. And, and you're basically doing the same thing just in a different way. You're selling something differently. Um, so let's get, let's get into the weeds. I mean, yeah. so let's, I'm an agent and yeah. I come to you because I saw you speak and I'm like, you know what? I think I can learn something from this guy. So come on, give it to me. Make me a better salesperson. First and foremost, which honestly, whether it has something to do with sales or not is debatable, but I see a lot of people in real estate that have no idea that they're running a business. I mean, zero. Um, they see their friends, they see the posts, they see the ads. Oh, you can sell 12 homes a month, right? Oh, I can do that. I'm breathing. But where's my check? You need to learn how to run a business. And so many people don't know how to run a business. But these are people, right? Some of the, 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 the coaching factories, all these people that have never run a successful business. Never. They went through 
employee training for a week or a month, and now they're a coach and they read a script to you. Listen, I've done it. I've run multiple successful businesses, six figures plus every year, the last 15 years. It's, it's about have you done it experience wise? And I don't even care if it's in real, it's irrelevant. One of my favorite mentors in sales had sold something that had nothing to do with me, but sales is about people. So if you show that you can build a business sustainably, successfully referral based, man, I want to hear what that person has to say. Anybody can read a script and ask you how many calls you made this week. That's not going to help you get to six figures plus. And, and there's a reason, guys, that six figures plus is 12%. Okay, 12% of salespeople make six figures plus. It's not 50%. It's not 80%. It's 12%. So let's get people to that point. Let's get them there at least. Then we can grow from there. I am so sick and tired of seeing all these ads all these sales training. Oh, our average uh, client makes 500 grand and you can do 12 homes in a month and you can 10x your income. I mean, give me a break. It's not real. It's not honest. If you went to your financial advisor and said, hey, I have 50 grand to invest. And the guy goes, that's great. We're going to 10x that. It's going to be 500 grand next year. You'd call the police. I mean, you, you'd have them arrested. Business doesn't work like that. If you're a business and Wall Street is watching you and you grow by 20%, they are jumping up and down and your stock price goes up by 50%. Big box retail, if they grow by 5%, 5%, Wall Street's doing handstands, 5%. And we're talking about this 10x crap a thousand percent. I mean, give me a break, guys. I, I just see people getting taken advantage of by all these big name sales trainers. Some of them were in prison, federal prison. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's listen to that guy. He only stole 130 million and destroyed families. Yeah, great, great model. You have to understand, you don't have to be a sleazy scumbag closer to be successful in sales. You can be a normal person. You can be a nice gal, a nice guy. You can be respectful. You can have humility. You can be honest. And people just don't like being called out. Well, too bad, because I'm tired of seeing people in this industry get taken, and they get taken all the time. They get put in state, so they're ready to pull their credit card out. They're jumping up and down on chairs. Oh, I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow, right? You wake up in the same bed on Monday. <laughs> Your habits haven't changed. So nothing's going to change. So that's kind of what I want to teach people. And really more of my passion is changing the way that people view sales than it is getting clients, customers, any of that stuff. I think that's awesome. And, and by the way, those slimy guys make that, those make really good movies, by the way. Oh yeah. There's three <laughs> good ones. <laughs> yes, and, I'm, and I'm not debating they're not good movies because frankly, you know, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross is a great movie, but I'll ask you, you really want to be trained and taught by Blake? Really? You want to be berated, put down, yelled at? Yeah, I don't think so. No, I want to be in a room with Ben Affleck in, yeah. uh, in Boiler, Boiler Room. Right? <laughs> Love the movie, right? Act as if. Tell him you're the fucking president of the company. Is that what you guys really want? You just want to flat out lie to people. Congratulations. 
I'm not your guy. So good, man. I mean, you're relatable. And and of, of all the industries, of all the sales industries, I think that exist, real estate has the most relatable, uh, dare I say, non-salesy people, right? It, 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 it is like the, the quintessential relationship sale. This, yes. this is the biggest investment that somebody's going to make in their entire life. That's quite a responsibility, guys and gals. So why wouldn't you treat that with the utmost respect and dignity and honor instead of trying to manipulate them, trying to close them? I mean, give me a break. Right. You got to sleep at night, no? Right. No, I, I agree. And, and I think that that in and of itself is, is phenomenal advice. So if you're the real estate agent out there who's being hounded by a coach or a trainer or any platform that's trying to sell you something, you know, anywhere from 500 probably to 2000 bucks a month yeah. uh, to, to 10x your business, you should yeah. probably throw up a red flag yeah. and, 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 and ask them some of these questions that yes. Steve is, is giving you. So, so let's talk about that. So and, that, and a big distinction, if I could interrupt one yeah, second, sure. you're not being pressured by a coach. You're being pressured and pursued by a salesperson. These are teams of salespeople selling you coaching. They're not coaches, they're salespeople. So understand what you're getting yourself into when you see that, because you're not getting that guy. You get a dude in Timbuktu, you have no idea who they are. Oh, here's your new coach. Uh, Okay. So it works, guys. Yeah, we did did a personality assessment and you match well with this person. Yeah. Right, Yeah. I I get it. So so if I'm an agent though, and, and, and and I'm heeding your advice, what is it that I should be looking for? Like what is going to actually help me with my business? So if you are interested in coaching, by the way, um, I love coaching and I do have coaching clients. I just don't promote it. And I have a coach who I've been working with for a year and a half. And if I had never met Pam and, and didn't work with her, I wouldn't even be where I am today. So great coaching matters, but not everybody's ready for a coach. If, if I've never played tennis before, I'm not hiring Roger Federer's coach. I'm going to go and hit some balls. Maybe I'll take a couple of lessons. I got to learn the basics. That's why most people don't get out of coaching what they think they're going to get out of coaching because they never learn the basics of selling. They never learn the fundamentals. They don't know the first thing about running a successful business, but they're going to be coached by some dude in a bullpen. And again, there are tons of great coaches out there, but you have to seek them out. You have to find these people, talk to them about what they've accomplished in their life, some of their clients. What have they done for other people? Do you get along with them? Do you have a connection with them? Is this someone that you want to tell your most intimate details to? Because if it's not, coaching will not work for you. So there are lots of factors other than going to the weekend event and buying it because it's discounted. Very important. Guys. Very true. Very true. So then, so then uh, let's define this. I mean, so you, you call it training, uh, most call it yeah. coaching. So define what makes yeah. that different and, and why that's beneficial or why you think it's more beneficial. Sure. I mean, one of the things I wanted to do was, was build something foundational for salespeople before they even thought about coaching. So my original plan was to work just with Aflac clients. 
And so I built a sales course specifically for Aflac agents because obviously I did pretty good there. So I started traveling the country teaching these Aflac agents through this online sales course. I didn't coach them. They got the course so they could follow step-by-step some of the things that got me to where I was. And a lot of the things that I learned from my mentors in Aflac, I put in the course. So I decided to build a different course for salespeople. And this is for anybody. Again, realtors, lenders, construction guys, contractors, I don't care, plumbers, whoever you are, if you want to improve your sales skills. But I named it Six Figure Sales Accelerator because I want to shorten that time to market where you can get to that six figure mark. Because once you get to six figures and beyond, then it's time to hire a coach because you've developed the skills, you've honed them now, boom, we can go to another level. So I spent the last almost year um, interviewing hundreds of six and seven figure salespeople in every different industry you can imagine all over the country. And I interviewed them and found out what their best practices were. Like I wanted to know personally too, what are the six and seven figure men and women doing for follow-up? What are they doing for marketing? What are they doing for networking? What are they doing for social media? What are they doing for prospecting? What are they doing for sales presentations? What are they doing for customer service? And I took all the best practices of the top 10% of salespeople and put that into the course. So it's not Steve's course. These are things that all these six and seven sales people do right now, today, 2019. And all you've got to do is emulate some of those strategies, some of those ideas, put them into your own words, your own phrasing, your own language, and develop that skill set. And so I don't coach anybody unless they've gone through the course, right? And so... Or, or will, because again, I just revamped this course. It's coming out again in August, but that's my thing. If somebody says, Steve, I want to coach with you, I don't let them unless they're in the course because they've got to have a foundation before you build the mansion. Everyone wants the mansion for, everyone wants to get rich quick. They see all these stupid ads with the idiots, Mr. 10X in front of his Rolls Royce, Hood ornament. This is real, guys. I mean, give me a break, right? No one cares about your Rolls Royce. Oh, and by the way, you're parked in a handicap spot, asshole. Um, so that tells you all you need to know, right? Who do you want to be? What do you want your reputation to be? And so, again, if you do everything based on integrity, honesty, doing the right thing, helping people see why they should buy from you, not convincing them to buy, manipulating them, creating buyer's remorse, all that other stuff. So that's why I think training is critical and going through something like a course first before you ever even consider hiring a coach for several thousand dollars. And so what can somebody expect by going through a course like this? Like what's, what is, what is entailed in this? Is it a lot of reading? Is it a lot of watching videos? What is it? Yeah. The best thing I can tell you guys is you will be a better person after going through the course. And, I, and I'm not talking about just in sales. And I don't want to get like too much into the mindset side of things and the personal growth side, but that stuff is so critical. And all of you guys can go, you go on LinkedIn, look at all the testimonials on there. There isn't one testimonial, not one, 
And there's a ton of them, guys. Not one that I have from a client that says, Steve, thank you so much. I'm making more money. Not one. The other guys, that's all you see. Mainly because most of it's fake and they're paid. But I don't want people thinking that I just want to be rich. That's not the, the type of client I'm looking for. The type of client I'm looking for says, I want to be a better dude. Then you get to make the money, right? It's not the other way around. So taking people through, I mean, the essential areas of what it takes to become successful in sales. And we talked about some of the different areas, but you name it, it's in there. And there are strategies for every part of selling you can think of that you're going to take and learn and put into your business and be able to see results. And I'm not going to tell you, oh, you're going to double your sales in two months or how to close anybody and all this crap. But if you go through it and you put into action those things in the course, and really we're just copying people. Guys, this isn't rocket science. Picasso, who relatively a decent painter, said good artists copy, great artists steal. And so all you have to do is copy the techniques, the strategies, the ideas, the processes, the habits of the successful, and you'll get there. You may not get there this year. You may not even get there in five years. But did you guys know it takes the average person 22 years to make six figures? 22. Mm. So if you can do it in five, you're 75% better off. So just understand it. It takes some time, but you're going to be able to see changes in yourself really quickly. And that's what I love most about people that tell me when they've gone through the courses or or worked with me privately or in a company is they can already start to see the way they look at things is different. The way they look at life is different. The way they treat their families different. The way they treat their clients is different. And that's really what I want to teach people. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. So, so let's talk about something. Let's get, let's get granular. Let's, let's yeah. give, let, let me, let's just pretend, let's give two or three examples. I'm a brand new agent and I don't know where to go. I don't know where to start. What's the best advice that you would give uh, to a brand new agent? And we're going to cover all facets here. So stick with us. Sure. First thing is I'd make sure that this was for me. And I'm being totally honest with you guys. Sales isn't for everybody. I have no problem saying that, but it's not the person itself. It's the habits and disciplines they have. Because if you're not willing to work your ass off your first two years in sales, I don't care what you do, real estate, cars, it doesn't matter. If you're not willing to, to really bust your ass, change your habits, change the way you think, study, learn, practice what people do. And I mean the habits, not the stupid closing questions and building rapport. Boy, Tom, what a great painting. Not that crap. I'm talking about learning the processes and building the habits to become a great salesperson. You'll never make it, right? Talent is useless. It's just like in sports. How many number one draft picks, I mean, are just complete duds? How many Johnny Manziels are out there? I mean, there's tons of them. It's not about talent. It's about discipline. And if you're committed to being disciplined, then I can teach that person. 
But if they want the shortcuts, they want to go to the weekend event, pay a grand and be rich on Tuesday, that's not going to help. Right. And so that's probably what I would say to a brand new person. Fascinating. That's, that's, that's making it very simple. And I don't think a lot of people would even think to think that simple. So that's good. So let's let's take it one step further, and let's go to the uh, the guy who's just kind of muddied in, in between doing, you know, depending on your market, of course, a million to ten million, and you know, let's just say one to two units a month, and they just can't break through to get to four to ten. And they, what what do you what do you recommend for somebody like that? There's probably a couple things. One is they're prospecting either not enough or not efficiently. Most likely, it's both. The old school myth about, you know, sales as a numbers game, that bullshit, it's not true, people. And again, if you ever seen Charles Barkley swing a golf club, you'll understand what I mean. I mean, the guy's been playing golf for 30 years. He's worse now than he was 30 years ago. He's hit millions of golf balls and he's worse. You know why? Because his swing is wrong. So if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again incorrectly, you're never going to get better. So it's the same thing when you're knocking on doors or going to caravans or hosting open houses or doing whatever you're doing. If you're not doing it the right way and efficiently and doing what other successful people are doing, you're always going to be stuck at that level, just like Barkley, or maybe even get a little bit worse. The second thing that I think we talk about being stuck in that, you know, four to 10 million ranges, their referral game is garbage. I mean, frankly, you cannot consistently be a six figure plus earner in any aspect of selling based purely on prospecting and cold calling and door knocking. It, and if you can, you're a, you're a unicorn, okay? Because it's very rare. The people that are most successful in business, I don't care what industry it is, consistently 90% of their business is repeat referral recommendation introduction business. And so people never ever learned how to get referrals. Think about the most critical skill you could possibly want to master in sales is getting referrals. And it's one of the two that salespeople are the worst at that they need to be the best at. Referrals is one and follow-up is two. And salespeople are god-awful at both, and they wonder why they're not hitting the numbers they want to hit. And so they've never learned how to do either. So that's a big part I see with the people that are in the 4 to 10, you know, 4 to 15 range. Fascinating. So then lastly, of course, the guy who's crushing it and uh, top 10 in their market, they know everything. You can't teach them anything. What do you say to them? I don't even try. Totally honest with you. I don't try um, because a lot of people that are already in the top 5% of their profession or industry, one, they already have a coach, guys. <laughs> they already got somebody that's helping them kick ass. So I'm not going to come in and interrupt that relationship, but I know they're already doing great. Two, the other side is you've got people that think they know it all, right? And that's certainly not my client because I don't hardly know anything about sales compared to what some other people know, which is why I'm always trying to learn. So I can't work with somebody who doesn't think they have anything to gain or anything to learn. So I don't even really attempt to, to, you know, have those folks as clients. Most of the time, 
the, the top, top producers that I work with, they, they find me because of a, guess what? Referral, right? So I'm not going after those folks because I know that's not my ideal client. And, and that's a really good segue into another reason people aren't as successful as they want to be in this industry is because they'll take anybody. I mean, they will literally take anybody. Oh, you're interested in the house? Great. I can help. Oh, really? You don't know anything about the person, anything about their personality, anything about how they buy, anything about their family, but you'll just take them. I'm taking them all. You've got to work with your ideal clients only. Once you narrow that down and you get really solid on who you want to work with, those folks know other people like that. It's very easy to create repeat business from ideal clients and they keep buying from you over and over again. So it was one of the lessons I'd learned the hard way is you can't be all things to all people. I, I used to get upset when somebody, I'd get recommended into an office and they wouldn't have me, right? Because they had some other famous trainer coming in. I'm like, whatever. Now it, it doesn't bother me, but it used to bother me because I'm like, I want to help everybody. But you can't help everybody. And not everybody's your client. Seth Godin. Like it, like it. So, uh, one one last question before we get to, in, into how people can contact you. You, you mentioned um, there with that with that you were kind of going down that that topic of 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 relationships and 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 taking advantage of your your client base and, and touching on them. What kind of advice do you give someone who says, "Yeah, you're right. I don't do a very good job of it," or uh, it's like the, 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 the 10 days of pain is what I always hear. It's like, everybody's really good at the 10 days of pain, but after that 10 days, it just falls off a cliff. Uh, yeah. what, what advice do you give to your clients or would you give to a real estate client on the best way to do a better job of nurturing? And I've, you know, going through this process of talking to all these people about what they do for follow-up really taught me a lot and that there's not one way that works. I, there's just not, right? There's tons of different ways and really great ideas that I put in the course and, and that I learned that I now use to follow up and nurture clients. You've got to find out what works with you in your personality and how you want to run your business. There are some salespeople who just hammer people, right? I mean, they hammer them every day, every week, every month. They don't give a shit, right, if they piss people off. Well, I do. I don't want pissed off clients and I don't need them, right? So there's different ways that you can follow up. There's different ways you can nurture. You've just got to find the one that's right for you. But the most important thing that matters is you got to do the damn thing, right? It's, it's like um, the gym, you know, you work out all the time. Like I know how a treadmill works, but what the hell is that? Unless I get on the damn thing, it doesn't matter. Right, you've got all these people with great CRMs, right? They don't even use the damn thing. So find a system that works with your personality, works with the style of selling you want to, you know, proceed with, and do that. It, it's it is not one magic bean, right? Here's the follow-up system. There's so many different ways, but you've gotta become proficient at it. Like if you were a pitcher you'd probably want to get good at throwing a fastball, maybe throwing a curveball. You'd probably want to be good at pitching. So if you're a salesperson, 
you probably want to be good at follow-up. It's kind of important, mm -hmm. right? Because if you suck at follow-up, how could you ever be good at sales? It, it's impossible. So get good at follow-up, get good at referrals. And those are really honestly the two keys that, I, that made me successful, especially with Cutco. I was deathly afraid of people. I sucked at sales. I wasn't good at sales, but I was great at getting referrals and following up with them. And it helped me become number one. So you don't have to be the most talented person in the world or the best looking or the, has the nicest suits or cars or any of that crap. Just be amazing at follow-up, amazing at referrals. I draft that person number one overall ahead of anybody that's got great talent or is a good public speaker or, or any of that stuff. I love it. And, and you've, you've repeated yourself in different ways on a couple of things, which is one of them primarily is like identifying who you are. I don't think a lot of people really stop and take that, that thought process. Like you said, for the beginner or the person who's looking for the best CRM, for example, it's like there's all these shiny widgets out there and objects, uh, but they're not going to do it for you. They're just the vehicle but that you have to put the time into, which leads to number two, which is discipline. If you don't have the discipline, you might as well just go ahead and e, B, one, A, either be resigned to the fact that you're just going to be mediocre, or B, just go ahead and give it up now and go do a, a nine-to-fiver. Well, you just made me think of something, too. Like after the Lab Coats event, you know, uh, last month, a bunch of people came up afterwards after my talk, and several people were like, dude, I, I just like the way that you do – I don't feel comfortable – the way we do it, right? Now, whether it's the, the broker, their mentor, who, whomever, right? And it's not just real estate. Uh, many people want to give talks around the country. They're like, this just seems more me, right? And if you're a leader and you're listening to this call, you can't force people to sell the way you sell. You have to put them in a position to sell the way that makes them feel confident and comfortable. I, I only hate like three things in life, okay? The Yankees, olives, and sales speak, okay? This manipulative, I'm the closer, all this crap. I can't stand it. Not everybody's like you, okay? They don't want to be the closer. Conversely, not everybody's like me. They don't want to be the nicer guy. They don't want to be the laid back dude. They don't want that. They want the money. And that's not my client and I'm not their client. So find out who you are. Find out how you want to sell and put yourself in a position to build confidence, build competence, and enjoy what you do every day so important guys that's really good well, advice so that's really good advice for leaders and and that, and that's it's, it's almost understanding personalities uh, there's some good books about this not just disc i mean but although that's the general principle behind it but understanding not what their personality is although that's important but understanding how to communicate Correct. to the different personalities because a d usually turns everybody else and i s and c off so you have to you have to shift how you communicate to them you remember that book Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, right? Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. So sales managers are from Mercury and salespeople are from Pluto. I mean, they're so far apart. There are so many sales managers that I see 
that are putting the square peg in the round hole thing, my way or the highway. This is how we've always done it. Bro, not going to work. Not going to work long term. What is going to work is you're going to have a ton of turnover, right? But the teams that have built long-term success and have camaraderie and culture are the teams that welcome diversity, that welcome people that sell differently, but that maintain honesty, integrity, humility, right? That stuff matters. I love to it. me, it does anyway. No, I love it, man. And that, and so but let's, let's wrap this up because we're already going way longer than we usually do. So I want to ask you one more question, and then we're going to – I want you to share how people can find you, get a hold of you, et cetera. Um, but but you, we just brought up books, and I was going to share one as well. But what, what is like the one go-to book that you would advise a real estate agent to read right now? I know it's not going to be a, a normal answer because everybody usually says, oh, think and grow rich, how to win friends and influence people, the one thing. Okay. It, listen, yeah, those are all good books, right? But my recommendation would be Start With Why um, by Simon Sinek. And that's anybody that wants to get into any damn business. I don't care if you're in real estate or you know, garbage collecting or whatever. Um, you got to understand why you do what you do every day. And if you don't have a reason to get up in the morning to really want to do whatever it is you're doing, you're not going to be successful at it. And you might make money at it, but you're going to be miserable. So that, that'd be my recommendation. I love, I love it. I love it. That's a great, that's a great piece of advice. And I wanted to, I wanted to give a piece of advice for the personality. So for the leaders or for anybody who just wants to learn, be, be better at communication, uh, there's a book called Navigate 2.0. And, and what it is, it's about the DISC profile. It's, they use their own terms, but the entire book is how does the D, which, which they call them different names, uh, communicate with an I? How does a D communicate with an S? And, and, and then they just flip them all different each way on how you communicate with each other. It's actually a really good, a book. It's the kind of book you should read multiple times just to stay hip to things. But but thank you because that's uh, that was a good segue for that. Okay, so Steve, clearly you're different. Uh, that's why we like you at Lab Code Agents. I just like you because of the monkeys. I'm just going to be uh, completely honest with you. Yeah, but I um, lose points because of the Patriots and the Red Sox. <laughs> and but but in all seriousness, I mean, you 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 give a different message, which I think is what we like about you because you're not in your face, but yet you are, and and you're you're honest and you're transparent. And so I think there's a lot of agents that are going to resonate with you. So if somebody wants to, number one, follow you, number two, communicate with you, number three, maybe even hire you, uh, how do they find you? How do they get a hold of you? Tell us. Sure thing, buddy. So easiest way, guys, email is steve at victoryselling.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Steve Haru, T-H-E-S-T-E-V-E-H-E-R-O-U-X. So Haru, like kangaroo. Feel free to go on victoryselling.com. I am like crazy pumped. I'm rebranding, relaunching. This site is going to be sick. Uh, it's not going to be up until October, but uh, it's still my, my normal site is still up there. So those are three ways. I think LinkedIn, right? Steve Haru, uh, you can find me on there. But uh, yeah, guys, I'd, I'd love to help. I really appreciate, you know, Tristan and Nick and Jeff, again, for this forum, because they have such a great group of people and lab coats and um, all three guys are just down to earth, cool, have integrity, and want the best for all of you guys. So, 
just an honor to be part of such a great group. So thanks again, man. Appreciate you. We'll uh, we'll send you a check as soon as we're done here. <laughs> and Facebook send too. Hat, send me a hat. <laughs> and by the way, this guy always wears a friggin' hat. So I wear a hat because he's going to wear a hat. Now he's not wearing a hat. I didn't wear a hat. I had an appointment today that was somewhat professional. And if you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm always branding. And this is my branding today. It's a yeah, polo shirt if you're polo. not watching. But believe it or not, I'm not wearing a hat today. You're right. I kind of rushed out the door this morning. I don't know what's, yeah. I don't know what's wrong with me. I know. Um, but, but dude, thank you so much for being on today. And, and you, as usual, uh, listeners, if, if obviously you like this, you know, all, the only thing we ask of you is obviously, please give us your feedback. We always like to know how we can be better or if we're doing a great job, please just let us know. It's good to hear that. And of course, share, 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 share. Uh, let, pe- let other real estate agents, other real estate professionals uh, know what we're doing. Everybody knows about lab code agents. It's in the, it's in the industry. And if they don't, share that too. Uh, but it's, it's more than just a Facebook page. It's also, uh, it's also a podcast. So thank you for listening, Steve. Thank you for being on. Oh, and by the way, Facebook. Follow Steve on Facebook too. That's right. That's where he and I have uh, kind of hang out. But um, great, yeah, great see stuff. see some more pictures soon, man. Monkeys are coming. I mean, as long as that little jerk doesn't scare him all the way. <laughs> yeah. and, and by the way, he's like out fishing in the Atlantic Ocean, like what, almost every day, right? Well, Pacific, but Pacific. it doesn't really matter. Idiot. I mean, I mean, of course, that does matter. It's, well, it's, a, big, right. it's a big Not day. every day. I lost my favorite lure, by the way, that I caught that 20-pound snapper or whatever that was. So, Well, I guess you're going to have to get another one. get that back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks, man. Awesome. Awesome, Steve. I appreciate it. Oh, and uh, look to forward you, to seeing you in Detroit. Podcasts.